0: This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry.
1: On today's podcast, Dace Clifton shares some practical ways to uh, love your spouse. Hey, Dace, uh, thanks for joining us and and really setting up uh, the vision and the framework for Daily Pastor. Uh, How are you doing today?
2: Oh man, doing great! And this is a topic. I'll be honest with you, Kyle. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's not something I always do well, but it's something that I'm always wanting to grow in. How I can take care of uh, the the wife that God's given me—that her God's richest blessing in my life.
1: Yeah, and and so share a little uh, personal about you, your, your wife Jackie. I know you got a couple kids. Uh, my wife is Meg. We got a daughter Reagan. Uh, We're kind of in that adoption process now, so. uh, but share a little bit about uh, yourself and how did did you and Jackie meet?
2: Yeah, you bet. So we met uh, actually while we were at college at Tarleton State University, and I was an upperclassman. She was two years younger than I, and we just started dating, and it seems like things progressed pretty quickly. We dated for six months, married eight months later. And did not have a clue what we were getting into. And so now we're about to enter into our 19th year of marriage, two kids. We got married very young. I think I was like eight and a half, right. or nine when we got married, but you know. <laughs>
1: you couldn't couldn't even celebrate I, I, my story is very similar uh except Meg and I we we started dating uh even in high school so we we're high school sweethearts uh dated through college went to separate colleges and uh continued to date all the way throughout and and frankly uh you know my parents said hey you can't get married uh until you graduate and so uh graduate college and and so there was uh, some incentive there to uh finish and and uh, we ended up getting married before our senior year but it was really um you know, like you said, it, it was very hard to uh, know what you're getting into, and and uh, so I think today we're talking about ways to love your wife, and, and really this is this is uh, some practical tips um, that we can put into practice today. And and so uh, I know you wrote this a, a while back, this article five Ways to Love Your Wife" on DailyPastor.com. You know, and, and recently there's been a greater focus on on ministering to ministers' families. Um, but, yeah. but you really focus on the why with the thought of, of loving your wife and, and how it's, it's vital to cultivate a fruitful ministry over the long haul. So can you share with us the, the why behind this article? And it was something, um, that you felt compelled to do. And, uh, was it really from a personal or, or a professional standpoint?
2: Well, no doubt it was from a personal perspective. And, uh, you know, the, it's funny, we have been married for, you know, coming on 19 years and, The first five years of our marriage, although everyone says your first year is the hardest, we didn't find that to be the case. It was pretty easy. But after that first year, I will just venture to say that our marriage was on a trajectory that I will describe as not awesome. And um, really, the truth of the matter is, is because although we were familiar with the passages of Scripture from the Bible, you know, that we would learned in church and premarital counseling and things of that nature... We really didn't know how to put in place the things that God's called us to do on a daily basis in marriage. We thought we did. And then the other thing I think that really was a hindrance for us early on in marriage, I went into marriage with the mindset that if I do what I'm supposed to do, the other person is going to do what they're going to supposed to do and things are going to be good. It's like that 50-50 mindset with marriage. Right. And I found that first of all, that's crazy. second of all, I can't you know meet all of my wife's needs, even if I try to you know knowing God made men and women completely different, and so god's called us to do something different, and what I think what I believe God's called us to do in marriage is is that he's called me to love and serve my wife in the way that's specified by the Bible, regardless of receiving or reciprocating anything from my wife, and she's embraced the same ethic. And so instead of a 50-50 mentality, it's 100-100. I'm going to serve my wife. I'm going to love her the way that Christ loved the church in Ephesians 5, and make that my goal instead of waiting for the other person to do something for
1: me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, hey, we've all been there, I think. I think uh, anybody who wouldn't admit to... um, I don't want to say use the word disappointment, but just struggles, right? And and this, you're trying to wrap your head around uh, what does it look like. And and I think we all want healthy marriages, but uh, it is not a uh, one for one, and and uh, both have to be all in. And so, you know, today we really want to use the scriptures in Ephesians five to to really kind of uh, hone in on on our role. And so, share with us uh, from Ephesians uh, five thirty one.
2: You bet. So this is a great passage of Scripture, and it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. I am saying it refers to Christ and the church. You know, Kyle, the thing that jumps out at me when I read that passage is just the fact that our marriage is a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of what we really believe. The way that we relate to that person says so much about our theology. It says so much about about what we're really depending on. And, um, you know, for husbands, I mean, it's husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. That's also in Ephesians 5. And so, you know, God has given me some things that that I'm supposed to do, that I'm called to do in that relationship, regardless of what's going on in life, regardless of whether I feel that my needs are being met. I mean, God has given me a job. And I really believe that as we do what God calls us to do from the scripture, man, that's where we really are blessed. That's where God, God is just free to just pour out his blessings in our lives by doing what might not be natural. And that is putting someone else's needs ahead of my own.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm really thankful that my relationship with Christ that he's upheld the bargain uh, obviously better than I have as a husband. And, and so, uh, man, that, that convicts me when I sit here and think about that relationship and and what if uh, Christ's love for me was only on the good days, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> <so> that, <laughs> yeah. that inspires me a little bit more. So uh, yeah, and our thought of the day really is more a series of challenging questions. And, you know, uh, centered around this idea. Does your spouse feel like she is a priority in your marriage and in your life? Um, does she feel like she's struggling, that she is being fulfilled by your ministry? So, uh, Dace, can you can you discuss some of the uh, distractions that happen in the uh, real world life of a pastor?
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, we can be so focused on ministry and helping other people that we leave our family behind and that's the bottom line we can be so focused and people look to us like you know we have answers and everyone it seems at times might have a problem and they want their pastor to speak into that and our family is there and it can get really easy to get things out of balance and if we don't if we're not intentional in setting boundaries and and for me for me I've just I've got to make myself list there's things that I need to do every day and I've got to hold myself accountable, you know, with God's help to, to do particular things so that I can keep um, first things first. And first things being my relationship with God. And second, of course, my relationship with my wife. And uh, sadly, there's just too many examples of pastors and ministry leaders whose marriages just implode from years of a lack of health, I guess would be a good way to say it.
1: And, and, you know, as we talk about the real world application here, I think uh, for me, it's even been something as simple as actually going into my calendar right on Thursday night at six o'clock and going clean the house, right? (laughs) Clean the house, be support. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to do some, uh, some, some honeydews. And, and for me, that that has actually been helpful. I'm I'm not going to say, and hopefully Meg isn't listening to this and say that uh, I do that all the time, but. Uh, it has been helpful for me to literally plug in time. If, if you're bound by your calendar to go, man, I'm going to put this in there. I'm going to, uh, you know, text my wife and and so share with us some of the practical tips of of how you've been able to strengthen uh, your bond between you and Jackie.
2: Yeah, you bet. And so, so the first practical. Uh, takeaway I would think would be ask her what you can pray about. And it's interesting. Sometimes we do this where, Hey, what's your top three? Hey, what are the top three things that I can pray for you about? Now, the crazy thing about this is I know somebody might be listening, thinking that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you don't ask that question, you might be thinking about the wrong thing. In other words, what you think your wife's issues are, what you think she's struggling with and what she is actually struggling with are completely different. And so I've, I've challenged men to do this in discipleship groups and they've gone to their wives and I do it with mine. I'll say, hey, what's your top three? And there's always, without fail, one or two of the things that she mentions is something that wasn't on my radar. It's something that she knows. She's thinking about the kids. She's thinking about an issue that it just wasn't on my radar. And so it's a very enlightening thing. It's also a way that you can really get to know your wife and don't make the assumption that you already know what she's facing because honestly, complex is the heart of a woman.
1: Sure. And and even as you say that, I'm sitting here going, what are her top three? And it reminded me of something that I got to do tonight, right? Because uh, I know this is on her list and I've committed to do it, but... Uh, Frankly, I hadn't thought about it till right now. So uh, I appreciate it. What what, what about another tip?
2: Yeah, absolutely. For us, and this, uh, you know, texting my wife a few times a day, um, we have 19 years of history. I've said and told her that I love her countless times, but she enjoys to hear from me. I don't know why she enjoys hearing from me during the day. Amen. I can't explain it. A few people do, but, but she does enjoy, you know, just a text. And so if you look at our text feed, I mean, there's a lot of, I love you's and not every five minutes, but a few times a day. And I might ask how her day is going. It just, I think what it does is it's just a conscious reminder that in her day where maybe she's, um, maybe she's with the kids or maybe she's working on a difficult project that I'm thinking about her. And so I, I have to be disciplined. I have to remind myself to do this.
1: Yeah. And a reminder of that we're in it together. And and I know another tip that you talk about in the article is, is really taking time to, to talk and listen. And you mentioned the three things, um, you know, talk a little bit about that and and also about, um, emotionally connecting and, and going deep.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so basically, you know, this is another aspect of our relationship where we've got to be intentional. And uh, we have to pay attention to what's going on in our wives' hearts and ask them, you know, our wives are, are some of the God's greatest blessings in our lives. And but when things aren't right there and when that relationship is strained, I mean, we're not going to be the men that God's called us to be when that relationship is, is struggling. And so for me, it's really about maintaining some margin to slow down and take some time every day uh, just to ask what's going on, you know, and listening, you know, I'm happy to, sometimes I just, I just want to, I I think as a man, I just want to relax. I just want to turn the TV on, want a little ESPN, maybe check out a book that I've been wanting to get through. And I'm happy to be there in my little fortress of solitude, if you will. But that's not exactly what God's called me to do, especially towards my wife. And so I've got to be intentional and I need to know what's going on in her heart. I need to know what she's thinking about. And sometimes women just want to talk and, and, uh, that means I just need to listen and listening is an intentional act. She, my wife sometimes accuses me of having like this auto record, uh, in my brain where I might be able to repeat what she just said, but was I really listening? And, you know, I hope she's not listening to this, but sometimes she's right. You know, I can record the words that she's saying, but am I really, am I really listening?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe we just don't want to go ahead and publish this one. Uh, no, you know, you're right. I mean, we do. And, and earlier we talked about being gra- grateful and, and having thankfulness and a, and a season of busyness. And, and I'm the worst at this in terms of, you know, coming in after a long day, you got a lot, uh, to do a lot, you're thinking about, uh, and and frankly, not taking the time, uh, even just to be grateful, right, and yeah. and to really listen and to express gratitude. Uh, huge takeaway for me.
2: Well, it's something I wish I could say that you know this is something that I've just mastered and it runs on autopilot my life, but that's not true. And I've got to be intentional about these things. But the cool thing about it is, is that with these just these things that are just so simple of asking what's the top three that I can pray for you about, you know, texting a few times a day and then carving out that time so that you can have some meaningful conversations because, you know, your wife, you know, she has desires and aspirations as well. And uh, I think we've got to stay in tune with those things. I mean, for most people in ministry, it's, you know, it could be the case that our wives have been following us and supporting us through all types of really difficult circumstances, but they're people too. And even though we might be one flesh, we have to remember that God created her with um, her own beautiful intellect, her own mind, her own heart and desires. And instead of just, you know, being dogmatic or dismissive, I think that's a terrible you know thing to do in a relationship. You know, we've got to be sensitive and care for our wives. And uh, I think, you know, the bottom line is, is when we do that, there are untold benefits to that, some of which I can discuss on a podcast, others I can't.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for another time. So, uh, hey, hey Dave, I appreciate you sharing. And I can't help but think that growing a healthy and strong marriage takes time, effort, uh, and discipline over the long haul Like you said, this isn't a, a perfect science And it will certainly change uh, As we move through our life and in our marriage A uh, really important thought for me today And and so I know my wife will appreciate Some of these insights and, and practical tips and And I hope that Dace's words have been helpful For you today as well
2: yeah, absolutely. And I do hope you enjoyed the podcast. And that's why we're here. We exist to inspire church leaders and ministry people to so that they can be effective in their ministry and really just to fulfill their potential before God. And so if you've got other topics that you'd like us to cover in future episodes, hey, be sure to send us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. That is the daily pastor. At gmail.com. Have a blessed day.
0: Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.